0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Orem, Utah. Welcome to the show, Melanie Finnegan.
1: Hi, thanks, Victor. I appreciate being on here.
0: Great to have you here. So, Melanie You've been in this real estate game for more than a decade, but you're in a very particular specialty. Why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, I do tax lien investing. Um, How I got involved with it is about 10, 11 years ago, I was just looking for a job and accidentally landed on something that was going to be an opportunity of a lifetime I went in to apply as a marketing customer service person and ended up, they said, no, you need to do portfolio management in tax liens." And I said, what? (laughs) You know, I just didn't know. But as I grew and knew more about it, just being up around real estate in my family, it was something that captured me. And then I just needed to maintain asset status in the client's eyes. And so I became an industry expert and became certified. And I tell you, my weekends were full of study, not play. That's for sure.
0: I love that. Now, when we talk about tax liens, that can mean a full spectrum of things, everything from large commercial properties down to $5,000 tax liens on very inexpensive houses in the urban core. What's your specialty?
1: I love land. So buy land, they're not making more of it, right? Just something that I have always been fascinated with is just raw land. I love commercial. I know there's a lot there. Raw land doesn't have a motion attached to it. If there is a foreclosure and my, my client gets that, it, the, dirt, the dirt doesn't change. Whereas a structure may change and may have more heartache and headache um, and monetary hair headache. Um, so we do focus, I focus personally on land um, that we get the tax liens on because typically it's developers. Um, that own those and they pay their bills. And if we don't, we have a great piece of property that's in our portfolio, whether we have it in our self-directed IRA or we have it to turn around and flip it. It's something that's an asset to us.
0: Land is one of those things that depending on the economic cycle, it can be either in, in tremendous amount of demand or not in demand. For example, at the bottom of the cycle, last time around, you could buy land literally for pennies on the dollar. And that's why I'm sure so many properties did go into foreclosure, did go into tax arrears and so on, because of course, land doesn't cash flow, at least most of it doesn't, unless you turn it into a parking lot. And so, so many of these properties would fall into financial distress.
1: You're absolutely right. In fact, I um, just sold 130 deeds from my clients that went back um, and foreclosed from on properties from the 2008 crash, right? From when that happened, and so we had a ton of properties where developers went under, things like that. I have invested millions of dollars, over 50 million, in my course and doing all this for clients. And we 130 of our of our properties became deeds, and we sold them in a package just recently. We just sold those in the in a package, but those all came from 2008, and they now now people are building properties again.
0: So what is your strategy for acquiring these properties? Are you going to the courthouse steps? Are you, how, how are you getting them?
1: No, so the certificates that we purchase, we are, I am a certified tax lien professional. Um, and so what that does is it enables me to buy on the uh, secondary market. So if your listeners are aware of tax liens and property taxes and how those auctions work, the competition is fierce and it's monopolized by institutions regular people can't just walk in and get a pocket full of certificates that earn that high high interest you know it's these institutions and these deep pockets that monopolize the industry and so I wanted to shake it up a little bit and I decided to go in there and have my brokers you know I, I learned about the process and I have a broker I have brokers that go and shop for me and I buy in bulk and turn around and and What that enables me to do is invest regular people into property tax liens.
0: When we talk about investment, one of the big questions that comes up is, is that particular investment classified as a security? Meaning, is it going to be governed by the Securities and Exchange Commission or the local state-level securities regulator? And one of the principal tests for that is, is there a passive investment component to it? Now it's different than owning an asset outright, but if there's a passive quality to it that might be governed by the SEC, how do you how do you navigate those rules?
1: So I am not governed. I am not I wish we were regulated. I, I wouldn't mind the hoops that we'd have to jump through. I like anything that keeps us honest. And so it's not a regulated investment. I've had the same client base for over 10 years, plus I'm adding new clients daily. That's that's what we're doing. We are setting up a fund, however. So we are setting up our fund and we're going to make sure that there's the regulations in place in that in, in that order. The yield's going to be a little bit less, but it's that passive income that everybody's looking for.
0: That's fantastic. So what would you say is the average size, if there ever is an average, for one of these properties that's going into foreclosure?
1: There, there's not an average. Um, it, all, uh, property taxes are based off of our assessed value of a property. So if you have an undeveloped parcel, I mean a, a parcel in an undeveloped area, it's obviously going to be assessed significantly lower. If we get land, I buy and hold. I was taught that at a very young age for my grandparents that you buy and hold on to it and wait, let, let it sit there and you know build value and things like that. I, I wish I could say, oh, a thousand bucks, 10,000 bucks, but I can't. It's just all over the place.
0: One of the things we do as land developers, it's a portion of what we do, is we take land and we focus on getting it entitled to its highest and best use. And that's where you get the 10x multiplier on a piece of land. So, for example, if you have a piece of land that might have been zoned rural or agricultural, if you can get that designated for development, now instead of 4,000 an acre, you might be looking at, I don't know, 150,000, 200,000, 500,000 an that's exactly acre. exactly
1: what we do. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. So you are not just buying tax liens. You're also forcing appreciation. You're creating value by taking property through the through the entitlement process.
1: That's my focus and goal. Yes. Yeah. So I look at each property with those types of, like when I'm vetting. So I vet each lien through based off of an algorithm that's created and things in my numbers. I read data. I don't look at property. I look at, I'm a data analysis. I just run, I run all that, or analyst and I just run data and if the numbers tell me to look further, I look further. If there's something that we can, there were some that we had to engineer. There were some properties that we had to engineer. I knew it could happen because of the location and the water that it was on, had to bring in engineering and things like that. But we were prepared for that. And we submitted that to the County and actually got that.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So you're buying land for pennies on the dollar. You're buying it distressed. Uh, you're buying it for what, for it's as is value, Uh, Mm -hmm. In fact, less than that, because you're buying it for the lien, which is a fraction of its as is value. And then you're getting a multiplier, you're getting tremendous leverage by creating value on that distressed asset. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, also yeah, and obviously too if you're using your self-directed IRA and you know you're I'm forty one. If I'm if I'm using it, obviously I can't spend that money without the big consequences. So I also just say, Okay, here's the here's the plan for the development. Let's hang on to this for five years and assess. Let's just pay the property taxes on it and let's see what starts if that dirt around it starts getting saturated, because that's the goal right now and that's in the plans of development.
0: So your acquisition strategy here, I'm imagining since land doesn't cash flow, you're Buying essentially 100 percent equity, you're not using any leverage because you don't want to be paying. You don't want that monthly debt service. It's bad enough that you've got to pay the taxes, so you basically. Oh yeah. Exactly.
1: Yep, tax liens are. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, people don't realize how valuable they can be because I think there are a lot of moving parts. It may, it may, it may frighten people or scare people a little bit. I believe in the investment so much. The government knows one one thing really well, and that's how to get their money back. So they get these same investors every time, every auction, because they see that 99.9% of these don't come into property acquisition. It's usually the 18% yield a year.
0: What about whenever there's a tax lien, there's often other liens on the property as well, whether it's a water lien, maybe an IRS lien. And those don't necessarily get wiped out. If there's a mortgage on the property, that'll get wiped out. But a tax lien and a water, an IRS lien and a water lien don't get wiped out. How do you get those negotiated? How do you get those resolved?
1: So the only thing that usurps or trumps the property tax lien is the IRS lien, right? The government knows how to get their money. And so then, and then with the municipalities and cities or counties, what you do is if you're going to create an ARV, which is the after repair value, of course, if you're, if you're going in there with those, those types of things prepared, and you're prepared for that, you submit your proposal to the county. So, hey, if I put $30,000 Thirty thousand dollars into this, and there's a ten thousand dollars tax lien, or, or water lien on there. Is this going to stay attached to the property, or can we can we just dissolve it? And they absol- they just dis- dissolve it. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So you got to know you're tr- moving. F- you got to know the tricks, and you got to know exactly who to speak with, and. of the states, they're not going to attach these actual city bills or nuisance liens to it. There's a couple of counties I've run into that have done that, but I've learned the negotiation just with my experience.
0: Are there any jurisdictions that you favor, any jurisdictions that you prefer to stay away from?
1: Florida. I, I favor Florida. How come? It is the most, just so everybody knows really quick, as a nation, we have $14 billion a year in delinquencies on our unpaid property taxes. So all of these counties and government entities that are utilizing these funds, such as our police officers, things like that, without those funds, our school teachers, our parks, all of that stuff would not be in place. And so what Florida does is They get the big investors because they incentivize the most. Okay, They have little nuances and tips and tricks there in Florida. And so because of that, I get to utilize my strategy and it it enables me to compound monies.
0: So at the end of the day, they're offering a lot, but they get it all back when these deeds get purchased. So it's not like it's really costing them money to begin with.
1: They're just the facilitator. Right. That's it. We, we st- the, the, the property owner, or if somebody ends up getting the deed to the property, the county is never out a penny. That property owner or the new property owner, such as the tax lead investor, if they did that, they're the ones that pays the fees, the county fees, the clerk filing fees, anything. The county just truly facil- facilitates it on our dollar. I love that. Yeah. And they need our money.
0: Well, Melanie, if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way?
1: So we have two websites. So there's a video that I'd love you guys to go to, and that's at taxleanprocess.com. That's something where you're going to go into – that's going to be – I've had nothing but positive feedback. One of my employees, Howard, put that video together, that one. And then we have just our regular website, my business website, which is taxleanwealthsolutions.com. We have like 30,000 followers on Facebook. You can reach out to me there. I don't engage. I don't know how we, I, I need to be more active on my Facebook, but I would go to the, either of the websites. You'll get all of our information there.
0: Fantastic. Well, Melanie, fascinating story. We've not spent a lot of time on tax liens on the show, and I love your angle on it. It makes a lot of sense. And so for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Melanie. Check out Melanie's video at com And- check out our website at taxleanwealthsolutions.com. And so thank you very much, Melanie. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.